Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 117. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, Welcome, so happy to have you, and if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show, and we are just in that crazy season of the year where it seems like everything kind of goes at warp speed and there's so much to do. Obviously, things look a little different with COVID right now, but I'm hoping we can all still have a nice holiday season. We are certainly trying to do that. We had a really nice, small Thanksgiving last week it was it was great and we're gearing up for logan's birthday coming up in a couple weeks and yeah just so much going on so much to do and i'm really excited always for this podcast i have some really amazing episodes coming up and again i, I mean i say it every week but i'm just so thankful for all the listeners everyone who just listens to the show supports the show but when you take a moment to send me a message or a dm or leave a review those things mean so so much to me and i've heard from several of you this past week who it just touches my heart truly and i'm i'm so appreciative i'm just so glad that the podcast is doing what it's meant to do so if you are enjoying the show and you would be so kind to leave a rating and review on apple podcast those reviews really really help other people to find the show it just kind of makes the show like more searchable so if you have a moment to leave a few kind words, that'd be awesome. But you can also just, you know, tap that five stars if you think we're worthy of five stars. <laughs> I mean, if you don't, that's okay too. I, I think what's the harm in just tapping that five star? That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> um, but today's episode, I'm super excited about my guest is Jenna Cooper who we'll get into this on the episode, but Jenna is like a longtime listener of the show and she has been super supportive from the beginning. And I was really excited when more recently she reached out and she was like, I think I want to be a guest, which is awesome because I mean, I'm happy to hear from a listener in any capacity, but especially somebody who, you know, they've been listening to the, the show and they really appreciate it. And then it's like, they want to share their own story. To me, it's just like full circle. And one of the things that I really love about Jenna is that she fully admits that being on a podcast like this and really, you know, sharing her story is out of her comfort zone. And I can totally respect that. I realize that not everyone is a loudmouth like me. And I really appreciate those moments where people do step out of their comfort zone. I think that it is, it's something you should be really proud of. So thank you so much to Jenna for just 
sharing your story. I loved hearing more about her family. Jenna is a mom to five. And I feel like anytime I talk to someone with a big family, it's so interesting because I think having a large family and just the dynamics that go into it, there's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of personalities, but then, you know, throw autism in the mix. It makes things just even more interesting. And especially for Jenna, because her, her youngest Owen is the one who's on the spectrum. So she had, you know, four typical children that are are teenagers now, or, you know, a little bit older. And then it was her youngest who kind of threw her into this, this world of autism. And she talks a lot about the learning curve, which I really respect. And I feel like any of us, it doesn't matter, you know, what number child it is, there, there's this learning curve that goes into it. And she speaks to that really, really well. So I love this conversation. Again, thank you so much, Jenna. We did have a little bit of a recording audio issue at the end. Our connection wasn't great. So we have a little bit of like a delay. Um, everything still comes through super clearly. And like I said, it's mostly like at the end. Um, but it's an awesome episode and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Jenna. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for for being here. You and I connected like many, many moons ago back on Instagram. I feel like when I first started the podcast, I'm not even really sure when when it was because it's been so long. Yeah. <laughs> We've been in correspondence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just recently more that you had reached out and said, I think I want to be a guest on the show. And I'm I'm always so I never want to push anyone to be a guest, but I'm always so happy when, especially someone who's been listening is like ready to sort of do that. And you and I were just chatting about how you're maybe a little more shy, (laughs) maybe a little your comfort zone. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story today because I think so many people are going to be able to relate to that. Um, And I'm just excited to hear your story too, because I know kind of bits and pieces, but I'm excited to sort of hear it from the beginning. So if you will kind of take us back and share that, I'm excited to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. I am a mother to five kids. Um, my husband and I, we've been married for 18 years. Um, I was really young when we got married. He was just the right age. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we, um, we got married and, um, we have had, our oldest is a junior in high school and we have kids down all the way to Owen that's in kindergarten. And, um, wow. Yeah. And we, we planned on three or four and we ended up with five. We called Owen, Owen, our bonus baby for a long time. Um, (laughs) I even, you know, way back when you would post, I would post photos of Owen, Owen and he would, it would be the, the bonus baby photo, you know? So when he was first <laughs> born, um, we did kind of a crazy thing when he was, when I was about eight months pregnant, well, I was probably seven months pregnant with him. We decided to move, um, from Northern California to Southern California and start a new job and have this baby. So it was kind of, um, the job kind of landed in my husband's lap and, we decided if we're going to go, let's do this and try it. So we got everything ready and headed down to Southern California and got ready to have Owen. And um, just, you know, the surprises kept coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was 
He was born um, in December, and he was everything was good with his pregnancy. Everything was good with his delivery, um, and then with um, the early stages of like baby, he was colicky and wouldn't nurse and. Um, a lot of things felt really hard, wouldn't sleep. So we were just kind of, I kept remembering, you know, when he turns two, you know, through those baby stages, he'll, things will ease up and life will get easier. And so I kept just kind of reminding myself that things would get easier as he got older. And that easy never really, never really came, you know, until probably now mm-hmm. when he's five, almost six, <laughs> and it's still challenging. So it's been a lot to learn. Um, so we've kind of gone through the, the baby stages with older kids needing to go do things and hiring sitters to make it all work because a lot of places, you know, may not be appropriate for Owen when he was even in his, you know, age three and four. So um, the older kids have a lot of love for him though. And it's, um, it's been a good thing for our family to really help as a team, um, make it all work for him and for us. And that's kind of, I don't know. I know that's kind of it as far as the early (laughs) stages. Um, and Mm -hmm. you know, now he's doing great. We've got a lot of things, um, that have kind of started back up since things were shut down. So, um, he's, he's back in school. So, that's kind of where we're at right now. That, well, that sounds amazing. Five kids. You are super mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I have, I always say I'm like three. I love having three. I feel like it's the sweet yeah. spot, but it is definitely my limit. We are yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're good too. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. been. Tell me a little bit. Cause you said that he was colicky. Mm-hmm. What do you, like, in terms of, you know, as, like, a a baby or, like, when he was a toddler, like, what were your first signs, especially, you know, having four kids before Mm -hmm. him, that you were, like, this is different? Oh, yeah. Um, That was, that was the thing that I, was the big tip. You know, he, the biggest thing that we noticed was that he wasn't really talking. Um, So, the speech delay was totally there. He was, um trying to say words it was like maybe one or two words here and there and I kept putting it off because I thought okay maybe he's just a late talker um give him some time he is my fifth child where you know everyone does everything for him maybe he's doesn't need to talk because everyone's jumping to his aid all the time you know so Mm -hmm. um but then when he turned two and a half you know I said okay well let me call the school district. Cause I knew like in my gut that he would not be able to go to the kinder or not the kindergarten, the preschool that my other kids had gone to when we had just moved here. Um, I just knew it wouldn't be a good fit for him. I knew he needed more, but I didn't know what. And so I had some, some friends that suggested calling the school district and seeing about what opera, you know, what chances they have of getting him into some sort of program for preschool. Cause I thought, well, I got to get him going on something. So, um, I called the school district and we were on the wait list. Um, but I waited, it was probably just after he turned three, we got in for an evaluation and 
on the phone, she said to me, um, I was talking to the person who had made the appointments for evaluations. And she said that, you know, what is Owen? Why did you call? What is Owen doing? And I said, well, he is, he has major speech delay, just saying a few words. I think I had him counted at like 50 words by age three and, um, and not sentences. It was just like up, down, help, you know? So Uh I knew that with having four older kids that he was delayed. And then she said, Uh well, what else is he doing? And I said, well, he runs from us everywhere we go. And that was like a big red flag. And I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know what elopement was. Uh, he, he runs okay. from us everywhere. I can't even go to sit at the park to watch my other kids play because I'm chasing him. So it was just kind of all those things. And then I was like, well, and he's lining things up everywhere. So then she said, let's do a full evaluation. No, no tips over the phone of like she thought it would be or direction of anything. But she's we got him in for an evaluation. And it was a kind of long evaluation, all the paperwork. We um, sat down with them and talked about Owen and where he's at. And then he went in for an in-classroom evaluation. And then they had met us at the park for a separate one so they could see him playing with other kids. And at the park, Mm -hmm. some little kids screamed and Owen covered his ears and screamed. Sorry. (laughs) He screamed. It's, um, he screamed really loud and they, I saw them with their clipboards and they were, um, they were writing down, you know, what they were, what they were seeing. And there was another little boy there that had very similar behaviors of Owen as well. And I could see them see that kid too. And, um, anyway, at the time they said, you know, have you heard of autism? They hadn't given us a full, cause I was like, probably annoying and saying, you know, so what do you think it is? You know, when they didn't really, mm-hmm. didn't have it all written up. We didn't have a formal like setting. And she had mentioned mm-hmm. that, but that's all she said. So I went home and, you know, did the whole Google thing and was terrified. Um, but I, I also did um, searches as far as like finding families that had kids with autism. And I found, you know, certain YouTube accounts or Instagram And that was a huge thing that helped me was seeing that other families were doing this because in my immediate circle, I, at the time I had nobody that knew this, you know, like friends that had maybe siblings or friends that maybe had cousins or, but it wasn't like in my circle of like my daily life. So it felt so isolating and so alone. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was ready to like go do all the things with my kids. And it just was like, everything was kind of put at a pause trying to figure that out. So they did the the evaluation and that was like probably in, um, let's see, March. And then by the time we got like the, the sit down box of Kleenex in front of us, (laughs) they said, (laughs) um, you know, they handed us the paperwork. We went over the whole thing and it said, yes, you know, it was, this was actually through the school district. So we didn't have the medical diagnosis yet. So he had, they had mm-hmm. said, you know, with, he qualifies under the terms of autism or whatever it had said and speech delay. And so he started um, 
they call it autism intervention preschool, um, ASD intervention preschool here where we live. And he started uh, like a month later with the summer school. So, um, and that was hard because it was the first time he had been away from me ever, like besides mm -hmm. maybe a babysitter for an hour or two or, you know, so that was, um, he was there for a couple of years and he was doing really good. And he got to the point where they decided to um, see how he would do. Cause during the day he would get taken into an inclusion classroom where he could be with, mm -hmm. you know, a, just a different environment than just the ASD intervention um, peers. And so they took him in there and he was doing so good that they decided that in, let's see, November, after the two year mark that they would um, have him start in that class. And he was doing awesome in there and loved it. And his teacher was great. And we had a good relationship. I've learned that you make friends with the teachers. Um, you know, mm -hmm. they're with your child that really needs somebody that cares for them when they're when you're away from them. So you, you become their best friend. <laughs> So, you know, and mm -hmm. really check in and say, you know, how are you when you see them and not just a quick drop off and run out. So I really mm -hmm. grew to love the preschool teachers, even the, you know, the intervention classroom aides and everyone. And then um, we were there and then everything got shut down in March. So it was all put on pause. And that was tough because we had our, mm -hmm. we had our life set for a little while and it, it got all kind of pulled up again, you know? So yeah, yeah. just like everyone, but I do feel like with, <laughs> you know, with autism, it's, you're rolling with so much all the time that, um, you kind of get used to things and then they switch it up or some, you know, something doesn't work out or the insurance yeah. won't come through or, you know, so it just kind of feels mm -hmm. a little, uh, it gets a little exhausting that way. So I was, I was kind of, this la the last six months with him not being in school was, I don't know, I guess the best way to describe it for a lot of people too, I think, was just the heartbreak of knowing that he would do so well, like in person, but couldn't do it, you know? So yeah. we're grateful that he can be back in now. He just started like three weeks ago. So he kind of likes it. <laughs> He's a homebody, <laughs> so he really loves being home. But um, we kind of you know, we, we tell him that everyone's going to school, even dad, we joke like that, you know, so he, he thinks <laughs> that everyone's going, going in the morning, um, so that he doesn't feel like he's the only one, because everyone kind of still is on Zoom calls, his older siblings are, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you said he just started kindergarten, yeah. is he in an inclusive classroom, or how does that work now that yeah, he's out of preschool? Yeah, so he is still in like a um, what is, I guess it would be described. It's an autism classroom, like an autism based classroom where it's, they call it the Aspire program. I think that's a nice, cute way of, um, you know, it's it, everyone in his class has autism and it's kindergarten and first, and there's really only about, um, maybe seven kids. Um, and then he's supposed to mainstream like a few hours a day or an hour a day or something, but they haven't done that yet because it's all new 
with the whole school setup. Mm -hmm. So it really is like a contained classroom, but he goes in um, with all of his, all of the kids. Well, a couple of them had been at his preschool. So that was nice to see some familiar faces, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so he is doing pretty good there, but um, he, like I said, he'd rather be home drawing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, he's an artist. He loves to, draw yeah I mean not not an artist I guess he just creates things he draws um letters and pictures and characters um just kind of randomly some of them they look resemble what he's trying to draw and some don't but he yeah he he loves um cutting up paper and putting things together we go through a lot of ink with the printer because he wants to print out all the papers <laughs> and then um, he'll cut out the letters and then put them up in front of him. It's kind of like super, he's super into uh, logos and it's like that kind of his obsession play is, you know, Pixar and 20th Century Fox and he'll play the music in the background while he kind of I don't know if it's a way of stimming, but it's like he'll imagine the whole thing mm-hmm. with his head moving with the, you know, the logo that he had printed out and he'll add lights to it. We have a lot of, you know, Pixar lamps in our house that we've created into Pixar lamps because they aren't really. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what he prefers to be doing most of the time. And honestly, there's hours where he'll just he'll want to draw forever and I'll have to, that's the tricky part for us is trying to pull him out of that. I'm, I don't, this isn't the right term, but I, I call it like the autism circle. Like it's like a loop where he, he'll draw Mm. the same thing for a very long time and then switch to another thing and then go back to that. And he's, he's really bright as he'll, you know, come up with different words or he'll read things to us. I didn't know that he knew how to read. But then um, he'll, you know, the hours I spend printing on things, we, that's what we could get him for Christmas is, you know, ink and paper, <laughs> ink and paper and markers and scissors. And he's set. That's all he wants. So anyway, it's pretty good. Keeps us busy. I would definitely call yeah. artist yeah. for sure. Creating for sure. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff he comes up with, it's hard to even like, um, I don't know, convey what he's making because you ha- kind of have to be there watching the process of what he's doing. So yeah. it's cute. It's, it keeps him happy. So oh my that's God. what matters. It, honestly, it sounds incredible. It sounds like yeah. his own yeah, work of art. Really is. It's cute. Uh-huh. So creative. It's so funny because drawing and like really anything with writing is like Logan's least okay. preferred activity. Yeah. So to me, that yeah. sounds incredible. If I could get that yeah. kid to sit down <laughs> and just put pen to paper yeah. or marker or whatever, uh, that is, that's so funny. That's like his, yeah. his favorite thing, you know, I know. everyone's it's different. True. Um, well, it sounds like he's, he really is doing so good now. His, his, school situation kind of reminds me of Logan we we call that like a self-contained class here that's just like the verbiage that you know our district uses um but 
similar to to your son like he's in a classroom with you know like his his peers they all have autism it's a small class he typically does get pulled Mm -hmm. in for inclusion they are still doing some inclusion but with covid there's definitely you know restrictions um especially because like he's not required to wear a mask and he Mm -hmm. has a doctor's note or like like basically like kind of making him exempt from wearing Mm -hmm. masks at school so if he does do inclusion though, he still has to wear the mask um, around the other students because they're uh-huh. required to wear masks and he will wear it. He just doesn't necessarily like yeah. wear it properly or he'll cheat it or, you know, whatever. So yeah, the inclusion this year, I keep telling myself, I'm like, you know, this year is just yeah. going to look different mm-hmm. regardless. And as much as I of course want him to get all the inclusion minutes that he that are in his IEP mm-hmm. and are promised to him. I'm also like, I would, I, I know yeah. the bigger picture is that it's just a yeah, time to be in sure. school. Yeah. That's yeah. where we're at too. So, oh, and that's... I got him. I, mm-hmm. I was able to email the principal and he's exempt from wearing it as well, but he does try. So yeah. Yeah. Here and there when, you know, he'll try when he comes into class and then it will be off when I see him after pickup. So yeah sometimes like if we go to a store or something he'll usually keep it on the whole time but that's not such a long event but you know at school like yeah having it on for for hours at a time that probably not I think the longest he had it on for we went to the aquarium Mm -hmm. over the summer and he did try to take it off a couple times but I was able to put it back on him Mm -hmm. like pretty much right away and that was good like probably two and a half hours Mm -hmm. that he wore it so yeah we're pretty. I know that was my happy. concern. As I thought, okay, well, if we go, you know, to the grocery store or somewhere, he'll wear it, sort of, to while we're there. Uh, and then mm-hmm. when we, um, you know, for school, I was thinking, well, how is he going to do that for that many hours every day? So, his teacher did mm-hmm. say after the very first day, she's like, you might want to put in, you know, a word for getting him exempt, which I was going to try to do anyway. I thought it was going to be um, harder, and it was much easier. His principal is a former um, special education teacher which is awesome to hear as a mom um, with a child with autism so I I was able to um, just email her and get get it okayed right away I don't know if that had much to do with it but it was it's nice to be understood and um, to feel like he's able to go to school despite you know maybe some challenges so yeah 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 I totally get that yeah we were required to like before Mm -hmm. even school started they had sent home paperwork and of course I've mentioned this before but because Logan's in Mm -hmm. part of a co-op we have like our home district which that's the the bus that he takes comes from our home district and then school that he goes to is in another district so I actually had two doctor's Mm -hmm. notes signed Basically one for the bus, giving him the exemption, yeah. and then one for school. And we were lucky. We ha- I have a really good relationship uh-huh. with this pediatrician, and she had problems signing it. But I have a couple other moms in his class that are friends of mine, and they said that their doctors were, like, giving them a oh. hard time about signing it because I guess they had the doctors had to actually put, oh, like, their license yeah. number on. And their concern was, like, well, if if, you know, your child gets COVID and it spreads. And, you know, if somebody really gets sick or God forbid mm-hmm. they die, 
that could go back on to the doctor. So there, yeah. it's so crazy. Like the, the, all these things. And it's like, you don't think about like all the, you know, yeah. repercussions of mm-hmm. everything, like all the time, the doctors, thankfully everyone yeah. did get it signed. And you know we're, mm-hmm. we're lucky here in Illinois. It seems like things are yeah. pretty contained, but yeah, this year yeah, is it's a different crazy. setup and it's just, um, you're kind of rolling with it. I, you know, I anticipate hopefully things just, you know, you, you hope that it all works out, but then at the same time, you're kind of waiting for the ball to drop just because that's what it's felt like. And I don't mean to be so negative. I, I really try to stay pretty positive and I am really grateful for the opportunity for him to be back in school. But, um, I just, I don't know. I've, I felt like I've just, it's hard to trust that things will work when it's been so Mm -hmm. up in the air and back and forth and, you know, so we're really glad to be off Zoom call for him. Mm-hmm. He did not do well with that. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally understand. That. I feel the same way about, like yeah. you said, like waiting for the ball to drop. I, I had mm-hmm. before school started, like I usually at the end of every summer and then like just so ready mm-hmm. for summer to be over and to get back to school. And this year I felt the complete opposite because we were able to do mm-hmm. ABA yeah. most of the summer, like once when that had stopped for a while. And we did a lot of sessions mm-hmm. at the clinic, which we usually do in home sessions. And it was just going really well. He was really enjoying being at the clinic and he had a couple new therapists there mm-hmm. that were amazing and they loved him and they worked so well with him. And I, I felt like we had come from like, you know, months of like uncertainty mm-hmm. and just like craziness. And then we had like a couple months at the, at the clinic and with ABA and it was going so well. And it just felt like going back to school. I joked, I'm like, this is like Elsa yeah. singing into the unknown. Like, it's just like, I know what's going to happen here. We just, know. it's, it really is like such, everything is yeah. just like turned yeah, upside you're down. Just hoping that it all works in the best way for everyone. Um, so yeah, if so far, so good. His teacher seems great with the class and we're hoping that everything continues. So he's really needed it. Um, and there's that part of like kind of the disruption that can happen when Owen is around, not to ever push him away, but he will um, take over a lot. Um, so having some space for my other kids to have Owen maybe away doing something that's good for him is helpful for the whole family, you know? So, um, Mm -hmm. I walked in on my, my teenager, I won't say which one, um, making dinner in the dark the other night. And I was like, what are you doing? And Owen wanted all the lights off because he's so sensitive to lights. So I was like, no, like, we can't live like this. You know, like you're allowed to have a light on while you make your dinner and Owen can't take over the room. So we had to, you know, figure out what would work. Maybe Owen can go to the other side, you know, into the dining area where he can turn the light mm-hmm. off and people can make dinner in the kitchen. So um, there's that part of like him just kind of taking over where my older kids are so sweet. Um but there's a point where I have to step in and say, hold on a sec. Let's, let's figure out how we can make this work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Because I really, really believe that like autism is, it's uh, Owen's autism. And um, it's, it's 
part of the whole family. You know, it's our daily life. It's what we do every day. And we, we do it willingly with him. He, I mean, he, it's, it's who he is, you know? So I just feel like, um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of the whole family's way of navigating, you know, all of us are having to do certain things in certain Mm -hmm. ways. And I have an old, I have a teenager that plays drums and he has to play at certain times of the day that kind of, you know, sometimes he'll play while Owen's at school so that he knows that Owen's not there. Cause mm-hmm. Owen will run up the stairs and start slamming, wanting the, wanting it off at certain times. Sometimes he's okay with it. We do have the headphones. Mm-hmm. I will tell, I'll suggest for him to go outside, mm-hmm. you know, but he is sensitive to noise. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the blender is a big deal. The vacuum's a big deal. So all those things that are just daily life, we have to like find ways to make it work, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I love how you say, you know, like he can take over when, when like he's at school or whatever, it's, it's nice to kind of sometimes like for everyone to sort of have that break. And I a hundred percent relate to that. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I have three kids, obviously yeah. you have five, so you have a lot of people <laughs> to deal with in terms of yeah. just different personalities. And we, we all have, somebody once said to me like, well, all kids have special needs. And I'm no, like, that it really is so true. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has, mm-hmm. you know, things they're particular about. Um, but I remember this summer, like I said, we were off, mm-hmm. we were off school and therapy for quite a while and, you know, with just everything that was going on when Logan did the first time that he was actually Mm -hmm. like at his clinic and out of the house for a few hours, I definitely felt like some breathing Mm -hmm. room that I had not felt in an extremely long time. And not just because, you know, we are having to, you know, work like kind of how yeah, you said <laughs> cooking in the dark. That's cute. It's um, but you know, of the whole yeah. thing. It's just, you know, so Logan does that too, though. He likes the lights off. And I always say his, the the basement is kind of like his man cave. And because, you know, it's a a basement, there's, there's a bedroom down there, but there's like, you can close the bedroom Uh and there's no windows like in the main space. And he often likes to turn the lights off. And if the girls are playing down there, of course, like Mm -hmm. they're scared. They don't like it because it's dark. So it's always that push and pull of like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. he wants like his, his quiet time, you know, compress and he like yeah. have like a movie on or something. It's not like pitch black, but it, it, like you said, like just having to kind of work out with everyone, like, mm-hmm. okay, where's like the compromise here? It's so, and I was telling a friend of mine this recently too. I'm like, special needs parenting is really mm-hmm. similar to, you know, typical parenting or autism parenting to typical parenting. I'm like, but the difference is that mm-hmm. there's like a hyper vigilance involved when your child has, mm-hmm. you know, special needs or autism for us, where it's like, mm-hmm. you are always mm-hmm. on, you're always so aware of what's going on. Whereas like, you know, my daughters are typical mm-hmm. and it's not like I'm not mm-hmm. paying attention to them or don't know what they're doing, but it's, yeah. it's just in such a different mm-hmm. way than I am with Logan. And so it's, yeah, like when I, when he is at school or like I said, like it's that summer when in the summer when he was at therapy, it's like, there's, there's just yeah. like this, there's some extra yeah, oxygen and I think for him too, you know? Right. So yeah. they're able to go and have some breathing space from us, right. <laughs> you know? So yes. yeah, I think it's so needed for everyone for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I totally agree. And I think a couple of years ago, yeah. I probably would have felt guilty saying that. And I think further enough along now to realize, like, like you just said, mm-hmm. it's really is good for everyone to kind of have like that mm-hmm. change of pace, change yeah. of scenery for a little bit. Yeah. Just a little more freedom. Um, yeah. you know, cause there are a lot of challenges that come up, um, for Owen, I, he just hit sensory wise, he's a seeker. And so he's constantly shoving into us and squeezing and, you know, sometimes strangers, which is hard when we're out, you know, so I have to, we have to really keep an eye on him so that he's not, you know, going up to some stranger mm-hmm. and trying to hug them in the grocery store or at the beach or, you know, so it's, and we've been in those situations. It's really uncomfortable. I'm not really like a super out there person I will talk one-on-one pretty good with people but like in crowded places and with strangers and awkward situations um I don't know I I don't know who handles them super great but I feel like I'm not somebody that really loves that extra attention um and so that's always been really hard for me Mm -hmm. I felt I've always felt kind of thrown into kind of the um scenarios that I just didn't know I was like signing up for I knew nothing about autism before Owen um I didn't even it never crossed my mind I didn't even really know anyone with it I mean I um not close enough Mm -hmm. that like not in my circle even you know so I just um it's all been a learning curve of kind of just research and um I have been very fascinated on like the whys of what Owen does. And um, I just recently called a speech in OT place that he's going to be getting an evaluation with just outside of school. We've never done anything outside because it's always felt overwhelming. Um, and I'm excited to see where that goes. Mm. I think that, you know, sensory wise, that will be good for him. So it's just kind of navigating this totally unknown that like, you know, with my other kids, I just put them in soccer, they go to dance, you know, they, they're, you know, my oldest, they run track, it's just easy, you know, those kind of things, whereas like, I signed Owen up for swim lessons. And then after day one or two, he didn't want to go anymore. And he was terrified. And I can't talk him into those things very well. And so now we're, you know, we're on hold for those things. So it's just those kind of things that seem easy and like willing for my other kids. Owen resists, you know, quite a bit. So it does take more thinking and more planning and like, okay, well, if A doesn't work, what's our B and C for like the family trip that we're going on or, Mm -hmm. you know, the airplane ride or, you know, the car drives to a cousin's house (laughs) or, you know, so it is, it's more thinking as far as what works. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, it it be really interesting for you to um, because he's your youngest and you, you know, you have five kids. I I was talking about this recently Mm -hmm. with um, Whitney Gaynor when she was on the show. She's a mom of six Mm -hmm. and it was her who had autism. Yeah, because like for us, Logan is my oldest. So we like my only Mm -hmm. understanding of parenthood know until I had Liliana and honestly even even till she was a little bit older I I really didn't see there were so many mm-hmm. things that that Logan did or didn't do yeah that I was just like unaware mm-hmm. of because 
he was my first. And I mean, I had enough wherewithal that with, especially with like kind of how yeah. you had said the speech was like mm-hmm. your, your tip off. And that was for you. Um, although it was funny because mm-hmm. you said at, yeah. at three, he had like 50 words. And mm-hmm. if, if I didn't have my, my daughters, yeah. I would have yeah. been like, that's amazing. 50 words. <laughs> but now, like, I mean, my daughters yeah, probably had 50 totally. words at like one and a half. You know what I mean? So it's like you, you see, but that's what I'm saying is that it was like, I just, there were, there was just so mm-hmm. many things that were over my head with him. And then when I had the girls, I was like, yeah. oh, this is what typical mm-hmm. looks like. Like, I really didn't even know. Whereas for you, it was really like the other side of things. What was that like when then when he was little and or even now, like you said, mm-hmm. like there's so many things with your your older kids yeah. and it was just like, well, we just did this and it worked. How is that for you, like as a mom, then being in that role of being like, mm-hmm. okay, you're my my fifth child, yeah. but like yeah, it has everything's been. It's new. Been a total learning curve. I was not, you know, I I thought like my big surprise and like you know, kind of challenge would be moving and like my husband starting a new job and then having Owen. I didn't realize it was autism on top of all that you know? So, um, and so mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know, it's been, it's definitely been juggling. Uh, sometimes we'll, we'll split and do things kind of to make it work for our family. Um, and, you know, travels, mm-hmm. my husband will take the older ones somewhere and then, um, I will either keep Owen, um, but with the older kids, it's been watching them kind of learn what, um, learn that it's not just about them. And, um, and then Owen's been able to uh, have the help that he needs as far as the kids being there to kind of um, be a part of the whole thing. We're, I, I've really been trying always to make sure it's not hush hush thing that Owen has autism and balancing everyone all together um, is a lot sometimes Um, so we have had to kind of figure out the way is to make it all work as far as you know somebody needs to be somewhere and then you know you maybe get a sitter or switch your schedule around cancel the one thing and then move it to the next so that you're able to make it all work and um, seeing Owen go through um, the things that he's gone through has been, it's been eye-opening for our whole family. I mean, we're able to see that um, he started where he was and then he was able to move. Oh, oh no. Are you there? Okay. I thought it cut out. Sorry. I'm here. Um, uh, I just saw yeah. that. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought with that. Um, yeah, I just have seen that we've, we've been able to, uh, been able to kind of navigate it through together. Um, seeing the older ones, um, be how they were and then versus Owen, it has, it's, it's, it's changed our entire family's perspective. I've been able to get to a place where there was a lot of grieving for a long, long time. I felt like it was a couple years. I remember somebody said, I hope, hope you find your peace. And I was so offended by that. I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> why would she think that I haven't or, you know, 
but it was like that moment of like (laughs) oh she doesn't understand that this is like not something that's just like gonna fix itself like I'm gonna go through the waves of grief and the ups and downs of figuring out what is good for our family you know and what and what this looks like for Owen Mm -hmm. And it is, it's drastic with Owen versus his older siblings. There's a big difference. I don't, I know that there's all, the spectrum's wide and everyone's different, but, um, you know, Owen's never been invited to a birthday party. He's, he went to, I'll correct that. He went to one, the mom invited him in the group and he was like off playing on the playset the whole time away from all the kids, you know? And so just seeing kind of the difference between I had multiple playdates for my kids at this age when they were five and six, you know? And so there's Mm -hmm. that grief of feeling left out and there's the grief of feeling like if it will ever, I mean, my other kids, they ask me those questions. Will Owen have friends? Will Owen, you know, be able to, you know, my, my little, my little girl, she asked, you know, the other night with sobbing, (laughs) but she asked if, you know, Owen will know how to take care of himself when he's older because she might need to let, you know, if he ever gets married, she'll have to talk to his, his wife about his autism, which is so sweet. Um, but just the, mm-hmm. the things that my kids have thought about, they're things that I didn't think or even realize existed until I was in my 30s. So there's that big part of me that feels like they really get life. But then I also know that there's the challenges that come with it. So, yeah. Um, I sorry, I went off a tangent on that, mm-hmm. but I was trying to collect my thoughts. <laughs> no, big I think yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I think that is like always so relevant. I haven't had those. I mean, I've had some mm-hmm. conversations like with Liliana about. We definitely talk about autism and kind of how you said, like, we navigate it together as a family. Mm -hmm. I totally, I totally feel like that too. Like we we speak of it very openly and Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's just our, our Mm -hmm. life and and we're all very comfortable with that. Um, But I have like with, you know, with friends, like people would say to me like, well, do you think he'll, he'll ever date Mm -hmm. or will he ever like drive a car or like on his own? And, you know, it's, it's interesting to navigate those conversations even with friends I can only imagine what it would what it'll be like when I talk about those things with my daughters Uh, but I guess and I I 100% feel for you because I do think kind of like how you were talking about grieving I feel like there Mm -hmm. is this like process of grieving that you have to go through and then even when you get to the other side of that there's still sometimes like those waves of grief hit you like yeah at weird times or certain things will, you know, they'll just differently. And I feel like with whatever people ask those kind of questions or whatever, it's always to me, the way I look at it is more kind of like, well, maybe he won't want to get married. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, maybe I'm like, if he's as far as like having friends, like, yeah, I I know plenty of adults that don't have many friends. (laughs) They're typical. You know what I mean? I just think like so much, one of my favorite things to say about autism, what I tell mm-hmm. people when they're not as familiar with it is yeah. I'm just like, we just need to meet him where he's at. And as he gets older, that will change and we'll have to adjust that because he'll be at a different spot. But it's like, yeah. as of today, we're meeting yeah. him where he's at. 
next year, we'll do the same thing. I feel like that's kind of like an an easy way yeah, to put it for people totally. who maybe like yeah. don't we've get it those, so much. I've been in those situations <laughs> where it's like you just cringe. You're like, oh, I don't even, I can't answer that. I, you know. So, but with my daughter, I actually was like, you know, there's lots of people with autism that do lots of things. And so we actually did a little Google search right there. And I showed her, you know, famous people that have, that have autism that have done the things, you know, that maybe seem more typical to her, um, just to let her know that, you know, there's, there's options for Owen, just like anyone. So and she felt so much better after that. It was just, you know, it's yeah. just figuring out those conversations with them as they come um, and mm-hmm. letting them know it's okay to ask the questions. I definitely don't want my kids to ever feel like that they can't ask. So, and I feel like that's fair for Owen too. I feel, I don't want Owen to, to be um, shamed in any way because of his autism. I don't, I want him to know that it's something that we, we can talk about, you know, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that in general, I always say that to people, like when they're like, I get asked these questions, like, I don't know how to respond. And I mean, everyone's different. We all have like different feelings about uh-huh. it. Personally, I'm not offended by questions. They're like blatantly rude or something. Yeah. And then I don't have a problem telling somebody that's rude. Um, but like, if it's just, you know, questions about, yeah. about autism or about like our day to day and stuff, I welcome those kind of questions. So I feel like it's like a, a opportunity to educate somebody yeah. about autism who may not really know otherwise. And I feel like when you, when you take that kind of out of it, that, that like, cause I mean, not, not that we're people are like looking for a reason to be offended, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes it, it mm-hmm. feels really personal and I totally understand that part of it, but it's like, if someone is asking and like a respectful yeah. and just you know they're out of curiosity kind of a way not mm-hmm. just like yeah. being nosy or asking something like too personal <laughs> like dmi um yeah i just I, that's always something that i i say is i just take those moments as like mm-hmm. uh, you know a learning opportunity for that person um, but i love how you like with your daughter like gave her like both sides of the coin they're like you know it's yeah it does autism isn't one way it's not one thing it's yeah I think that she you know she she's concerned yeah. and I also don't want my kids to worry in a way where it's something that's hard for them to um you know on a daily basis I want them to know that we'll we'll all make it work right so that's what family's about and um yeah it's just been a learning curve I mean it's even my kids have their radar on though all the time they they'll notice other kids that are like Owen when we're out mm-hmm. and, you know, um, it is, it's interesting how they just view things so differently because they have a brother that really does have needs that, you know, their other peers around them may not have that with their family. And so they're kind of that, I, I view it as one step ahead because they're able to, um, just be able to see that there's other things out there for them to look for. And, maybe notice that kid at school or that kid in the group that may need a friend, you know? So, um, anyway, and I just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that I knew nothing about. I didn't really know about the whole inclusion world. I didn't know about autism. Um, and I just feel like it's been, uh, a huge learning curve for me as far as realizing that there's this whole other 
way to be as a family and as a person in society, you know, and, you know, I'll notice people that adults yeah. that may seem like they've got some challenges and I'm much kinder rather than, you know, even maybe mental illness or something that, you know, rather than jumping to the, the side of judgment, but more of just con- being more concerned and compassionate towards other people. So I think it's a good lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like mm-hmm. learning to, you know, become an advocate for my son has made me so mm-hmm. much more of an advocate for so many other things because it's like, I, I didn't even really like flex that muscle before. And now kind of like you said, like there, it really just gives you a whole new pair of eyes and you look at everything in such a different way with such a different perspective. And kind of like how you said for your kids, I, I, it's, I feel like it is a leg up for them. And I feel like that with, with my daughters too, I just feel like they are, you know, kind of getting this crash course in like empathy and compassion Mm -hmm. and learning about differences of other people kind of like how you said there was things that you know it took you to your 30s to realize it's like they're learning children and you know not to say that it doesn't have its challenges because it absolutely does I I can Mm -hmm. only imagine like what it would you know feels like to have a sibling on the spectrum and I feel like as as difficult and the challenges that come with it there there really is like so much beauty and in so many ways it's such a gift but it's been good I mean we're all learning as we go. <laughs> I love hearing about your family. That is so sweet. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for, for coming on the pod and chatting with me. This has been just a delight. Um, sure. Do you want to share I'm, where people I'm can really connect with you? On Instagram. Um, and it's Jenna, J-E-N-N-A, and then underscore Cooper, C-O-O-P-E-R, five. The, the number five. Perfect. Well, this has been so much yeah, fun. And just thank you me. again for, for sharing and being so open. Bye. Okay. Take care. Bye. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. (laughs) I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Jenna. I had such a great time talking with her. I loved hearing about 
Noah's artwork, which she sent me some photos. So look for the post I do on this episode. If you are not following me on social media, you probably should do that. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I always post photos of my guests and, and what they send me, but I, I'm really excited to share those photos because it was, it was so fun to hear about it. And then to see it in pictures was just so, so cute. And again, I just loved hearing all about her, her family and, just their whole story. Jenna is awesome. So definitely check out her Instagram. I'll have that in the show notes. If you are not following me and you would like to, you can connect with me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love to hear from you guys. If you, like Jenna, have been listening and you are thinking about maybe wanting to be a guest, please send me an email. Tell me about your story, what you'd like to talk about on the podcast. I would love to hear from you. Again, I I love having any guests, but especially people who've listened to the show. I feel like that is just such an awesome, like I said, kind of the beginning, like that full circle, (laughs) kind of bring it all around. And I just love connecting with you guys. So that is all for now, but stay tuned for next week. I have a very special guest coming on. You guys have heard from him a couple of times now, and I convinced Manny, my husband, to do another episode with me. We're going to do kind of a an update and a follow-up from the last time he was on, sort of in honor of Logan's birthday, because that's coming up. So I'm super excited about that. If you have questions that you would like Manny and I to answer, they can be, you know, relationships or autism and our family or just really anything, um, send them my way. Like I said, you can send me an email, you can send me a message, anything you'd like to know. We are open books. I'm an open book. He's not quite as open, (laughs) but I can usually pull, pull it out of him. And honestly, he agreed pretty easily this time to be a guest. So I feel like he's coming out of a shell. (laughs) Um, so I'm excited about that. So stay tuned and until next time, take care.